When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It is season two, episode 82, assessing the Cubs outfield. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast and to follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, we are just about ready for first pitch in the World Series. Hope you're having a good week. Yeah, you know, it's been, um, you know, it was a surprising end to the NLCS. We'll get to that. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I think some people like to complain. It's not the big marquee New York LA matchups. I just care what's the best baseball I'm going to see. And and I wish other people would look at it that way as well, you know? Well, I'll give it its chance. I have been uh, poo-pooing the matchup. I will admit that. But part of that, Crowley, part of my poo-pooing of the matchup is because of the Diamondbacks, right? I mean, we were potentially a... Uh, a catch by the right fielder away from potentially making the postseason, right? And keeping the snakes out of the postseason. I know we're going to assess the outfield in just a minute, but that's why I, in this situation, I'm usually always a National League guy. I don't think I can be pulling for the snakes, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's uh, let's uh, assess the uh, outfield earlier in the week. We assessed the infield. Now let's go into the Cubs outfield. Yeah, you know, as, as we're looking at these World Series teams and trying to evaluate that where the Cubs kind of line up, you know, the, the thing is, is what are the areas of needs? And and there's uh, obviously a big question uh, as far as the outfield is concerned is center field and what's going to happen. Um, when we look at each of these positions, Dustin, we used war wins above replacement. It's a stat that measures position players with their value for all facets of the game. How many more wins they're worth compared to a replacement level player? It, it takes into account everything, batting, base running, and fielding. That's why, you know, when you sit there and you take a look at when we did shortstop this last week, the last episode, you know, you you know, obviously Dansby Swanson is the best defender out of all the shortstops, but offensively he's worth a little less than other shortstops, and that's why the Cubs were fourth or fifth as opposed to first. So it kind of factors everything in. That's why it's a good stat to look at. And so when we look at left field, you know, in 2022 – we knew Ian Happ was going to be the everyday left fielder. We just didn't know for how long. It looked like Wilson, Contreras, and Ian were going to be traded in 2022, but neither were. And Ian was ready to start the season without an extension. But on April 12th, Ian and the Cubs agreed to a three-year, $61 million extension. And so that's going to solidify left field. Um, five different players are going to start at left field this season for the Cubs, but the majority is going to be Ian Happ. Ian started 154 games at left, Christopher Morell four, Mike Talkman three, Patrick Wisdom two, and Nelson Velasquez got one start. 
So the Cubs ranked seventh out of 30th teams in the left field ba- left field position with a war of three, which isn't bad, but that's down from last season when the Cubs were third out of 30 with a war of 3.9. And the reason the Cubs dropped this season was that Ian Happ took a step back both offensively and defensively. In 2022, Ian had had the best season of his career. He slashed 271, 342, 440 with 17 home runs and 72 RBIs. But the way that Ian played last year got him the all-star nod in 2022. And so the Cubs were definitely hoping to see some more of that. Unfortunately, in 2023, Ian slashed 248, 360, 431 with 20 home runs and 84 RBIs. His average was 30 points lower lower this season, and his on-base and slugging stayed about the same. He's a guy that slugs, or he gets on base pretty well, but but just seeing that average drop, I think, really hurt. Um, on defense, it was even but he worse. Walks in 20, ton, right? he, he walks a ton, right? He walks a ton. That's where yeah. the slug comes for him, right? Right. He walks a ton, and, and as far as his home runs, they were relatively – he actually had more – home runs this year than last year the issue you know when you look at it, it it's uh, 17 last year and 21 this year it just was a matter of, of you know striking out a lot as well and so you hope that you know for me I was always wondering we, we question a lot why Ian was always batting third it always seemed like maybe you know the Cubs really didn't have a bona fide leadoff hitter and it seemed like you know Mike Talkman filled that role for a little bit we're going to talk about Talkman you know shortly but um, I think that you know, I think it's just I, I need a guy that can hit me 40 bombs, something like that, batting third. It just, you know, 30, 40 bombs. It, I, I just feel like, it, you know, it was a lot of times where he had runners on base and kind of didn't come through. On defense, it was even worse. In 2022, Ian was fourth in outs above average with two and first in defensive runs saved amongst left fielders in the National League. Uh, he was he won his first gold glove and left. Somehow he got nominated this year. We talked about this. He ranked 30th in outs above average. So 2022, he was fourth in outs above average. This year, he was 30th. And last year in 2022, you know, he was seventh as far as DRS. And then this year, he was negative seven. So it just wasn't a good year offensively. Or I mean, it was an okay year offensively. Again, the hits weren't there as much. The average was down. But defensively, I took. I think he took a step back, and I'm still scratching my head as how he got nominated for a Gold Glove based on what I saw. Right, we talked about that a few weeks back or a few episodes back. The fact that he was nominated again for the Gold Glove, but he, you know, he had really raised the bar awfully high. So that's why uh, we were looking at him to do a little bit more than he did. He was okay. My, my biggest issue is is the third spot. I mean, if anything, if you were really pushing, I could even see him batting leadoff because the amount of walks he takes, but third is just crazy, I think. I think what drove people nuts is that, you know, in general, baseball and, and the numbers come up, you want your best hitter to get as many at-bats as possible, and that's going to happen if he's batting third. And so every time... Well, first, when second, or, any, first, second, or third. Right. right. But when you're thinking about more like the power numbers, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you really want a guy, a couple guys in front of you, you want him batting third, and I just cannot count the amount of times that, um, you know, the inning ended with Ian Happ looking at a pitch and, you know, Cody Bellinger, who's hitting the lights out of the ball, is sitting there, you know, on deck and the innings ends. So that, that's what yep. drives me nuts. And like I said, he was literally the best left fielder last year as far as defensive runs saved. And this year he went down to seventh. Is that bad? No, but it's still a drop. And that's why um, it was kind of, to me, a frustrating year for Ian. 
Yeah, definitely frustrating. No doubt about that. He is a, a good teammate with the uh, Bernstein at home show also on 670 the score. All right, let's move into center field, and hopefully there's not going to be a gaping hole in center field. Well, when the Dodgers decided not to offer Cody Bellinger a contract in 2023, the Cubs took advantage. They signed a one-year prove-it deal, um, one year, $17.5 millions, and it was a gamble that paid off handsomely for both sides. Cody Bellinger played the most games in first with 81, followed by Mike Talkman, 64. Christopher Morrell uh, played 10 games in center field. PCA is going to play three, Nelson Velasquez, three, and Alexander Canario, one. The Cubs ranked fifth out of 30 teams at the center field position with looking at the wins above replacement with a war of 4.1. And the main reason was the phenomenal season by Cody Bellinger, who bet on himself, and now it's going to pay off for him. Um, Cody slashed 307, 356, 525, with 26 home runs and 97 RBIs. Now, Dustin, you know, when he was playing center field, I mean, I talked about it, you know, excessively he was by far one of the best center fielders I've ever seen um, in my lifetime as a Cub fan in as far as the defense is concerned what a heck of a year offensively now remember Cody's going to get injured in May and then Mike Talkman will be called up from AAA and was able to help fill in while Bellinger was on the IL he hit 355 in limited time in May but then in June he dropped to 225 but Talkman really you know hit his stride with Bellinger in July he hit 273 but then after July, Talkman's numbers dropped to 237 average in August and 229 in September. So I think Talkman's one of those great fill-in players. But once he starts playing every day, there he's going to get found out. He's gonna, and, and that's what he did. He struggled in a lot of August and September. Yeah, he, he struggled when it mattered the most, no doubt about that. But he also had a couple of uh, brilliant plays, did Mike Talkman, that uh, really kept the uh, Cubs in this thing. And some clutch hits as well. Uh, but when you look at center field, Dustin, you're going to laugh because last year – the Cubs were 20 in 2022. The Cubs were 28th in all of baseball at center wow. field wow. and they jumped all the way up to fifth because of Bellinger. So from That's 28th a massive jump, yeah. to fifth in 2022, Christopher Morrell, Rafael Ortega, Nelson Velasquez, Jason Hayward, Michael Hermosillo, Ian Happ, Patrick Wisdom, and Narciso Crook all played center. How many people could guess that many names in 2022, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you said, if you gave me, maybe I could get up to three. <laughs> Probably maybe four, but yeah, that, that's wild. In 2023, top center field prospect Pete Crow Armstrong was called up on September 11th to play defense and run the bases. PCA appeared in 13 games, but Dustin, he only started three. He only finished two of those games. And so in nine of those games, he got one or less at bat. So he got 14 at bats total. So yeah. I think Cub fans are absolutely, they, they saw what they saw, which was, very high pressure situations, and the kid gets one at bat at game. You know how hard that is to do that. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And so, I yeah, I, not I think, not nearly a big enough sample size, of course not. No, but if the Cubs re-sign Cody Bellinger, which is big if at this point, I think it'll be a first baseman or possibly as left fielder if a trade is made. Who knows? But I think the center field position uh, belongs to PCA as far as the future is concerned. Um, there's going to be ups and downs, but the organization believes he's a star in the making. But you are going to need, you know, a couple of guys to help out to make sure that there's not that much weight put on the shoulders of PCA. Um, but, I, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to dream about an outfield of PCA and Cody Bellinger in there. That would just be unreal. 
All right. Uh, I like the idea. I'm not against it. So that means what? You're trading Ian Happ then? Yeah. If right. that, and nobody's saying that's going to happen, but Ian Happ is, is a guy like, you know, like you said, he had, he had puts up decent numbers. Um, he's a guy that uh, is very well liked in the clubhouse. He's been nominated for the Marvin Miller Man of the Year Award. Um, all sorts of things. And so it's not a bad contract. It's a two-year contract left after this year. So uh, we'll see what happens. But for me, I, I really feel like, you know, if Cody Bellinger doesn't want to play first, maybe he can play left. Who knows? Maybe Ian can play first. Well, now, I there's, have no an interesting, there's an interesting question, Carly. Do you think that that is – if there's, there's something there? Do you think that Cody Bellinger, you know, when and if he re-signs with the Cubs, do you think there is a little nugget about that I am a center fielder? You know, I, I don't know if it has to be center fielder, but I think he'd prefer to play the outfield, you know, and right yep. now with, with the season he had, he can kind of make those kind of he demands. Can dictate, yeah, he can yeah. dictate what he wants to do. All right, right field, Crowley. It seems to be pretty uh, nailed down moving forward, but definitely something we need to talk about. Right. Remember, it's the middle of spring training in 2022 that the Cubs signed Seiya Suzuki as a free agent. As long as he's healthy, he's been the starting right fielder in 130 games. Mike Talkman started in 10. Christopher Morrell, 7. Uh, you had Miles Mastrobani, 5. Patrick Wisdom, 3. Trey Mancini, 3 games. Nelson Velasquez started 3 games, and Alexander Canario started 1. Um, as far as right field concerned, the Cubs ranked 10th out of 30 teams at right field when looking at the win above replacement stat with 2.9. That was better in 2022 than the Cubs ranked 18th out of 30 with a war of 1.4. So in 2022, Dustin, you had Suzuki, Nelson Velasquez, Jason Hayward, Rafael Ortega, Patrick Wisdom, Clint Frazier, oh, Narciso boy. Crook, Franmil Reyes, Jared Young, Alfonso Rivas, and Michael Hermosillo all starting in center. So when we look at these, Dustin, when we looked at the infield and the outfield, it's funny to see some of those names in 2022 and realize how bad that team was, how how it had absolutely no depth on that team. Yeah, very, very little depth and a, and a couple of names that uh, only a real diehard would even remember. So, <laughs> Yeah, in 2020. Sure. 2023, Sia got off to a slow start. He, he showed up to spring training completely jacked up, if you remember. A lot of muscle he put on. But he pulled an oblique, and then he missed the WBC in all of spring training. So, Dustin, that's the second season in a row that he really, truly hasn't had a spring training. And, and it does make a difference. Uh, you know, you have to kind of get your reps in, and, and you're not just going to start without doing that. And so I think he was rushed back because of the disaster that was happening on April, you know, in right field. He came back April 14th, and I don't know who decided that, if this was Hoyer or Ross, but they decided to give starts to Miles Mastrobani, Trey Mancini, and Patrick Wisdom, all well, infielders. And, the you know, Trey Mancini uh, one was the worst, the, the worst one. I think that I think that really might have messed him up. And I think that Nelson Velasquez, I never understood. He was a top outfield prospect. He started the same amount of games as Mancini and Wisdom and less than Miles Mastrobani. Velasquez was called up on April 10th. He played one game on April 11th, went three for four with a grand slam, and didn't get another start and was optioned back to Iowa on April 15th. He was called back up on April 25th, started a couple games and left right in DH before being sent to Iowa on May 8th. He would be traded to the Kansas City Royals in exchange for Jose Quas in August. But once he was called up by KC, he hit five home runs in August and nine in September. Would have been nice if the Cubs did, you know? Of course he did. They they could have used a little bit pop, a little healthy, fresh legs uh, in uh, in that late uh, in that late September push. There's no doubt about that. Right. And so when when Saya came back from his oblique, he hit 254 in April. Again, you knew he was going to start slow. Then 319 in May before he went in an awful two month slump. 
hitting 177 in June and 240 in July before David Ross benched him for the first couple games in August. That would uh, prove to be a pivotal moment as Seiya would turn it around. He would hit 321 for August and carry the team in September, hitting 370 in September. But, you know, Dustin, as, as we kind of look as, at the outfield, we know, for, you know, for the most part, chances are Ian Happ is going to be back and left. You're going to have Seiya Suzuki in right. And then the question is, who's going to be Manning in center field? And I think if the Cubs are going to take that next step forward, if, if they are going to be the team that makes it to the postseason instead of falling just short, it really has to be Ian Happ and Seiya Suzuki that are going to have to carry the load you know, the full season. These are the guys that you're building around. These are part of the core. We talked about Dansby Swanson. He's never been like a big offensive numbers guy. You know what I mean? Right. You you need to get that on. And, and, and Nico is a guy that's going to get on base and run some bases, but you need Ian Hamp and C.S. Suzuki to provide the thunder. You need them to hit home runs, hit doubles, those type of things. And Ian has to get back to that all-star that he was in 2022 and a legit gold glover like he was in 2022. And they need Seiya to be healthy for a full spring training and to be the player he was in August and September for the entire season. What you're looking at is that because of the bad start that the Cubs had, that's where David Ross can't have patience with guys like Nelson Velasquez because if a bunch of guys are struggling, you can't have a, a rookie in there struggling as well. You get what I'm saying? Yep. You're getting, you're getting, you, you need guys that are your, your veterans to really provide that stability and give guys like PCA, give guys like Matt Mervis. These are guys that just weren't able to really develop like Nelson Velasquez because they, you, know, you couldn't have that many guys not hitting in a lineup. During, you know, at any stretch of the time, if you just have like one or two guys not hitting and everyone else is hitting fine, then it's okay if, if, if uh, PCA is struggling at the plate, then it's okay if Matt Mervis is struggling at the plate, but you can't have everybody struggling and then still have those guys in there as automatic outs. No, absolutely not. You, you nailed that one as you usually do. Crowley, great assessment of the Cubs outfield, no doubt.